Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakenings, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to rediscover your true soul essence and the meaning of your life. I am delighted to have with us, again, Deborah Silverman, author of The Missing Element, which shares how personality types are based on the four elements and, like any other measure of our health or well-being, offer us information to know ourselves in a more holistic way and to understand the choices we make. Hello, Deborah, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within again. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. I am delighted to have you return to Healing From Within to offer your astrological insights into what the coming year 2018 may bring to us. Recently, I interviewed Julie Cross, author of Prophecies, who described 2017 and the political, social, and economic, national, and world issues as told to her from her spiritual guides. She wrote the book in 2016, but was talking about 2017, and most of the events she discussed did happen and are in the process of unfolding even now. So now I know the spiritual guides didn't leak the information to create drama or fear, but to help us be aware of how our thoughts and actions are creating much of the dysfunction in the world today. They want to help us get a clearer picture of how much individual and personal power we have to create a better world reality. That show will be airing as a special edition on my website, CherylGlick.com, November 2018. And to hear Deborah's interview with me on the book, The Missing Element, that was done before, please go to the radio link on my website, CherylGlick.com. Deborah, as our listeners are aware, my guests and I share our intimate and enlightening views and experiences as we seek to metaphysically bridge the world of energy and physicality with practical and mystical wisdom for better health, prosperity, and loving relationships to improve our personal and also our collective life journey. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Deborah Silverman, an exceptional astrologer, counting many celebrities among her clientele, including the rock star Sting, will help us prepare for 2018, which will be a year of massive change for everyone. We will find out how 2018's transformational power is going to affect us and our loved ones. But let's begin first. As a former guest of Healing from Within, Deborah, I think you remember I always love to ask my guests to think back to their earlier days and remember a person, place, or event that was most expansive or meaningful for them and may have been a clue to the adult life and lifestyle they would value now. So think back and what comes to mind? That's such a great question. Uh, so I was inspired at a sweet age of 20. It's such a great memory. It was 1977, and I met a woman named Elma Bell Brown. She was in her, I want to say she was in her late 70s when I met her, and I had received a flyer, a pink neon flyer, January, it was like December of 1976, and it said, do-it-yourself cosmic consciousness. And I didn't know what that meant, 
So I picked up this flyer, and I found her address, and I got to her house. It was a long journey. It was outside Toronto. It was completely obscure. I didn't know what I was even going for. And I got to her front desk, her front um, door, knocked on her door, and there's this little old lady answers the door, and she invites me into her home where everyone is lying on the ground in her living room <laughs> with their eyes shut, which I, I didn't know anything from meditation. And she said, you're welcome to come in. I wore contacts. And she said, you wear contacts? And I was like, yes. And she said she had solutions sitting there. Take out your contacts because this will be a long time of your eyes being closed, which I did, and I really had bad eyesight. So I'm looking around to find where I'm going to sit. She goes, no, there's no room left. You're going to lie right here next to her. And then Mm. off I went on to a journey. And the journey was, and it's, it's a little embarrassing because I, one, had never meditated. Two, I had never done any visualization. But I very quickly was in this very intense state of opening up my channels and downloaded came all this information like I, I my voice got softer and softer and I could feel myself I didn't know leaving my body mm. and she was very very um, versed in Alice Bailey esoteric law so she started to take me through the higher levels and the white brotherhood and the beings that were watching and as I was seeing these crazy imaginary things in my head before I'd say them she'd say see the guy to the right with the yellow shirt and I was just imagining a guy with the yellow like it was like crazy how she was so in the end after hours of us traversing together through the cosmos and me being introduced to this incredibly different reality I realized then she said to me at the end to the new girl here she didn't know my name um, you're you're clairvoyant and I was like clear what and then she said then she this is the best part then she said ask what your name is on the other side and I was like it was so embarrassing. And I heard a name, and it sounded like Henrietta. It sounded ridiculous, like Henrietta, but I said the name. I said, the name I'm hearing is Luciella. And she said, Luce means light, and Ciella means heaven, light mm. of the heavens. And from that point on, she called me Luciella, and that's the name of my business. Is it, forward. Isn't that a wonderful story? You had a and very... And I was lying on the ground in someone's little old lady's house. <laughs> I thought the whole... Th- and, and downloading, directly downloading from another reality through the Alice Bailey... I don't know if you know about Alice Bailey and her work. But yes, she was I do. In yes, I do. In the 1920s, 1930s, she wrote 19 books. They were all cha- um, channeled through her from a man named Dwa Cool, who mm-hmm. was a Tibetan. So it's very high esoteric law. But this woman was really versed in it. And then I became fascinated with Alice Bailey, and that was my entrance at the sweet age of 20 into spirituality. Well, you were lucky you started a little earlier than I did. But when the student is ready, the right teacher appears. And so you, you were brave enough to start, as was I. And when I started with uh, Reiki energy training, that opened my channels. And I was able to uh, you know, download information the way you were talking and receive it from these higher realms and see these the White Brotherhood, I saw a group in a circle of uh, men, but I couldn't see their faces in brown robes and felt their energy. They were the teachers. They were the healers who join us in every meditation, and they join us in every healing session. And we're not doing this alone. We are part of a universal realm of uh, intelligence, love, and compassion, and and many different multidimensional gifts and, and skills that we just have to discover here. And that's how yeah, all we you were brought into it. it. All, all yeah. the listening audience has to do is you just have to ask. It, it seems yes. so far-fetched 
first people like you and I that have this ability, but for people that don't, you may think of it as being such a wild, like how would they ever come to me? But they're waiting. And that Mm -hmm. was one of the big things I realized was all you have to do is ask. And now that I'm at this age, in my 60s, I'm a little less self-conscious. At that point, it was like I just saw all these spirits, and I was much less likely to ask. Now I encourage everyone, as you were just saying, to go to know they're watching you and they're present with you, and you can ask for help, and you can ask for prayers, and it's totally, they can't work. I always think unemployment on earth is a reflection of heaven. Like, we don't use the angels, and it's as above, so below, and sometimes we get left here not with work. Well, ask mm-hmm. the angels for help. They, they want a job. They are around. They've been around from the beginning, from when we took our first breath to when we will pass back into the realm with them. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to know you have all this help. And they are working very hard on the other side to help us. A medium, a shaman actually in Hawaii that I met recently, uh, actually sensing uh, that perhaps I feel I should be doing more because there are so many challenges right now all over the world, she said to me, she looked in my eyes and she said, they are working very hard with and for us now. And so we do have to ask and we have to relax and go into any form of meditative state that you find, wherever you find it, by the ocean, in a quiet room, listening to quiet music, just sitting and just closing your eyes and letting all thoughts go and asking whatever question or concern you have and then being patient enough. The answers come in many ways. Sometimes they come uh, from another person talking to us that will give us the answer, or we open up a book or a newspaper or we turn on a television or music and we hear exactly what we need to know. But we have to be open to it, not frightened by it. It's the greatest gift in the world to know this, that you're not alone and that there are many wonderful helpers who are encourages us just to learn, to keep learning. That's all we're here to and, do and in this funny, life. I don't know if you know keep that learning. I'm in Hawaii. That's so funny. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, I love it there. Are you having a good time? Yeah, how could you not have a good time in paradise? You have to be something. I always say that something has to be wrong with you if you're not having a good day here. It is one of the most perfect places probably on the planet. I did enjoy it so much. So let's go back to, we have already begun in 2017 to see massive changes, storms and wars, shootings and political shifts and so on. What do you think are some of the changes that will continue? And what new events do you believe are on the horizon? Can we prepare for them? Yeah, I am not a psychic. I am not a prophet. I did predict, unfortunately, I did see or dream about um, Trump winning. So I do have every once in a while those skills do come forward. But what I can say astrologically with confidence is the government at every level is going to be, especially in, it's a little stronger in 2019 when Saturn and Pluto come together next year, there will be a very strong disruption in not just our government, but the definition of government yes. and leadership and uproars, and, and really uh, the grassroots will be in full bloom. So we're watching right now the entrance of Me Too, and we're watching women standing up for each other and for themselves, which is brand spanking new. Like finally, I was just saying it yesterday, it's just it's so remarkable that we can say, you know, Harvey Weinstein no longer is a mystery. Everyone's in agreement, whereas mm. before we all kept that hush-hush. It's so wonderful 
that we're all saying it out loud. So that's transformation that is going to continue. Jupiter's in Scorpio. That his um, Harvey Weinstein's has a representation for so many of the men. That conversation of secrets began within a month of Jupiter entering Scorpio, and Scorpio is secrets, sexual secrets, and Jupiter is the expansion. So I found that fascinating that right when Jupiter entered Scorpio for the first time in 12 years, Jupiter being expansion and Scorpio being sexual secrets, suddenly we were all talking about these secrets, which is going to continue through the fall. So for all you Scorpios, you're in an open-door, much more expansive cycle. That would be true for Tauruses as well. Jupiter's come to give you the blessings. Um, I would say that there is a, in the 2017, there is the continue, and obviously, the continuation of the grassroots. Like we are, Saturn's in Capricorn, it's an earth sign. So it's bringing the attention where, when Obama was here, it was in a fire sign, and there was much more of a, um, my experience during that whole era was he was, we were lulled. In, in the best of ways, we were sort of sleepy. And now suddenly we're, we've awakened to, like, what's going on? And so the political uproar and the willingness to stand up and the willingness to say, yes. not on my mm-hmm. terms, but that's the Saturn and Capricorn that we're going to continue to see for the next year and a half. We just started it at Christmas. It just began. The, go- the questioning of the government and the reestablishing that we are the government. We can't keep looking outside of ourselves. And then by the end of the summer, Uranus, for the first time in 200-some years, enters Taurus, which means the financial structure. It's, it's the last uh, eight years, Uranus has been in Aries, and it's been all about rewriting male energy, and we've seen it. Like there's not The definition of male is no longer what it was. So we once thought men were the leaders and they were the authorities, and then we've had enough time go by where we're like, you know what, can you sit down for a minute, let us have a turn. So you see Oprah and you see yoga and you see Reiki, everyone's women, everywhere you go, I just love it, women, women everywhere. Then Uranus enters Taurus, the next thing it's going to change, after having changed the imprint of men, will be money. And so our def- and this is the cryptic coin, and this is how the money d- dynamics are really going to change over the next um, seven years, starting the end of the summer. So I could see our economy really changing. So not only is the go- we're just in a, ra- as you described, we're in a radical change. The structures yes. as we've known it are big. But the good news is these conversations you're having, I'm, I'm always being interviewed by these amazing podcast people, and they're talking about things that we never talked about before. Like this was our grandmothers never had podcasts where they talked about what was no. coming in the future. <laughs> Look, what we're what we're really seeing is a shift from third dimensional thinking, from patriarchal religious thinking, which has separated men and women uh, due to power situations, political situations, financial situations. Even as a child growing up, you know. Uh, People were very secretive, and girls were thought to be, you know, in their realm of what was reality for them, and the boys were given more freedom and more encouragement, but it's it's no longer like that. And this is only the last, I would say, 40 years. The equality is coming because in energy, men and women, while biologically different and functioning a little different, are equal in soul energy. And everyone has the right to explore during this lifetime what it is that makes them happy and what makes them thrive and what makes them produce and give out to the world uh, their best rendition of, of who they are. So it's happening. It's long, long overdue. 
and we're rising out of this three-dimensional thinking of separation, limitation, and as you say, lulling as the last eight years and ten years or maybe even 40 years of government has been, lulling ourselves into thinking everything's all right without really looking at the restrictions that were on so many industries and so many people, and we have to get to the truth of what's fair and honest and good for all the citizens, all the people, not only in this country, but throughout the world. The other day I saw in Saudi Arabia, the women are learning to drive. They're going to be in the workforce, and that's a whole shift in the Mideastern culture, and it's a wonderful thing. It's just a wonderful thing to see freedom rearing its head in places that it has so long been denied. So thank you very much for that. That's where we're going. That's what's we're happening. We're evolving. We're growing yes. like weeds. And fast, and it's happening fast now. So let's go on to uh, why do you think this is happening so consistently across the entire planet, and what could be the positive results of all these challenges and changes? Well, I think in no uncertain terms, if you've read in the beginning of my book, in the, I speak about the elders and prophecy, and it's very clear that from the Hopi Indians that predicted this with no, and I was with one of the elders when I was very young, or with uh, the Mayan calendar, or with the Kali Uga from India, or whether it's astrological, it's very clear that change was coming, and we were in an evolved, it's just like when Christ came to the earth, or when Buddha came to the earth, these were moments in time where everything changed, nothing was the same after, well we're, it's not a Christ or a Buddha, it's a collective Christ and Buddha, yes. so now mm-hmm. we're all, we're all little mini Christ and Buddhas saying, look, I can help, and so we're at that critical point where evolution has to make it or break it, in two years after Saturn's and Capricorn, it goes into Aquarius, and that's when the um, the whole electric everything of what the AI, the artificial intelligence is really going to step up. And that's when society is going to get a little scary. So we're at the end of government these next two years or the, re-distri- the, reconst- the redistribution of power. It's not the end of government because we have no have government. But yes. be, there will be definitely more individuality around power. And then comes artificial intelligence. It's a little scary. You know, there's, that can go both ways. It could become where we give power to this automa- automated non-human, but with the best of intentions, that's what our evolution is headed towards, because from my point of view, the one default in the human psyche is the unconscious mind, that somehow we have the ability to do evil. If that could be erased, if a computer would be allowed to only do a service and not be serving the dark, can you imagine if computers were only about helping us grow and learn and making things efficient? And it, it just depends on who's going to program the computer, doesn't it? Yes. Now, that would be a wonderful thing because if we're surrounded with that energy, what will happen to the human population? They're going to become more efficient, loving, and supportive because that's all they're going to know. It's a great thing. That would be a way that we could move into a higher consciousness and into our spiritual life, a higher uh, energy body from third dimensional to uh, fourth and fifth dimensional energy bodies. Uh, And that's what Alice Bailey, that's all she talked about. She talked about the evolution of consciousness Mm -hmm. that would occur. She's another one that echoed the same thing, and that we would be moving towards a one civilization that was kind and compassionate yes but we are at a we're at a critical moment because it's going to appear to so many of us i always think the analogy that this is like giving birth 
and right now she's screaming and yelling, and if you'd never seen it before, you'd go in that room and you'd cut that thing off her stomach and you'd say, let me help you with this. But if you knew enough to be wise to trust the process, because right now the earth is screaming and yelling, like we're in pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's nothing the earth wrong. Is, the earth is in pain, and, the, and, and, and people are in tremendous pain and dysfunction. Yes, and that's, that's the nature of birth. So you can't confuse something's wrong with that sound effect because when you listen to a woman giving birth, you be sure she was dying. So we can't distinguish right now the sound effect of what's occurring on this planet. We only know we're in a birthing cycle now. Will the birth be easy? Will the birth be conscious? Will the birth be, will the baby be taken care of? Can we handle the change? That's a better question. Well, it's, it's going to happen because even though we don't like change, nor do we want it, yet we must and it, we must accept it and embrace it and move along, and we will. Now, you talk about the turning of the tides or the change of eras. What do you mean by that? Well, we just left the Piscean Age behind us. So, it's, and according to astrology, the ages, there's Kali Yuga, which is 26,000 years, and we're covering, they say we're turning the corner into the dark phase of that. You get dark before you get light, according to the Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. In my system... It's 2,100 years. And so my prediction was that in 1960, we saw the end of the Piscean Age, and that's when we entered into this. There was seven planets in Aquarius during 1962-63. So there was this unbelievable influx of break the rules, don't follow, take these drugs, break your marriage, give everything away. We, We broke everything for a short period in the 60s that had to do with anything of the past. And then course we came back and got our senses but there was a transition from the piscean age which was follow the leader follow the religion do what you're told fit in homogenize pisces like to blend in they don't want to they don't want to make a wave Mm -hmm. and then we just entered the aquarian age in the 60s which will last for 2100 years we're like one minute in and this is uh uh-uh don't tell me what to do i'm not listening to you i'm not following and we're really in the middle of, we're in the middle. We're in the very entrance of the Aquarian Age, and it's intense right now. Yes, and the Aquarian Age is also to lift our thoughts, our consciousness, and our thinking to a, a new level so we'll have a new reality. So uh, you talk about... And to, yeah. do it with, and to do it with computers. Aquarius rules computers. So being on oh. a podcast, being on a, this is all that you're seeing. It, it was predicted by the Aquarian Age that we would be entering into an electronic t- time period. This is all part of the prophecy. Well, that's wonderful, but some of it can be a little disturbing. You know, social media has created some problems for us that we're going to have to work out the kinks in because, you know, it's affecting the children and their young minds. So we will have to work out some of that. Uh, But there is, you talk about the observer and the ego. And the ego has ruled with fear and limitation our mind and thoughts but the observer is something else. That's something within us that when in this change, during all this change, the key is to become the observer. Now, tell us something about that. Yeah, and I'm just aware of time, but I'm, I'm you're good. So the observer is very simply, there is a part of you right now that's listening to this podcast. You and I are talking. If we have our observer on, We are simply witnessing ourselves from a distance without any judgment. So you look at yourself and you see, what am I wearing today? You look at your room, you go, what colors are, like you stand up and out like an astrologer would, Mm -hmm. and you view yourself from a distance. From that angle, there's non-judgment. The observer is not, it's like a reporter for a newspaper. It doesn't have an opinion. It's just collecting information, 
and it's witnessing. And if we could all, and this is what my book is about, if you could learn to be in the middle of a fight with your brother who really pisses you off, and you could turn on your observer and go, uh-oh, I just got so triggered, i got to step out. I, I just noticed myself, and my blood is curling, and I'm about to hurt you. I'm going to say the meanest thing, so I'm going to walk out of the room now. Mm-hmm. That would be the observer giving you some freedom to not be on automatic. But until that muscle is flexed, until it's developed, what happens is we go on automatic. Mm. And then we don't know what we've done. And then after it's over, we're like, oh, my God, I did that thing again. I ate when I wanted to go on the diet, or I wanted to say that thing to that person. I never say anything, or I really wanted to leave that job, but I can't neutralize. The observer neutralizes your your reaction pattern and allows you to have compassion, first of all, for yourself. Like, yes, we're all screwed up to some extent. You did the stupid yes. thing, yes. But there's no judgment. It, it, it stands away from you idiot. The, the analogy I make is the, the toast is burnt is an observation. You idiot, you burnt the toast. That's a judgment. Mm-hmm. So if we could just learn to observe, yes, the toast is burnt and our society is going very fast. And yes, there's people who are politically opposite me and not judge them. Good luck with that. We would mm-hmm. have a very kind society. But we just sit all day long... And we just judge. Well, I always, I always say to my clients, when you can take a breath, observe what's happening, decide where to engage something or some, uh, you know, level of activity or be with people that will uh, rise, help you rise up to a level of feeling happy and positive and joyful and proactive, then you engage. When you hear, uh, for instance, gossip, or talk, or behavior that makes you feel physically uncomfortable, uh, you might want to disengage or walk away. before the, Like you were saying with the fight with the brother. Yeah, you just observe, and you let yourself ride it out, flow in life, and then you can allow your kindness and compassion and joy in yourself and in what's going on around you without blame, without anger, without judgment. And I think that is part of this shift in human behavior that's taking part right place right now, all across the world and everything. People are being awakened and aware, and they want to act less fearfully and more lovingly towards the people. And all these changes, I think, are going to help bring that about Eventually, I don't know if it'll take 100 years or you just said 2,100 years for the new course we're in now, um, going from Pisces to Aquarius. We're now in the Aquarian age, so it has a long life and many positive things will start to happen. So I want to thank you, Deborah Silverman, author of The Missing Element, for, for your astrological approach to exploring the many changes the world and our human condition are experiencing at this transformative time in his history and your unique way to think of the personality types as aligned to the four elements, water, earth, air, and fire. And that shows us the way to appreciate the journey of the soul as it is affected by the world karma and universal source. To read more about this approach for self-investigation and self-mastery of your emotional life, go to DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discussed Deborah's astrological view of what we can expect to experience in the coming year and 
beyond as change in this transformation shift from third-dimensional thinking to higher states of consciousness, awareness, and perceptions of our true nature as spiritual beings having a physical life and to begin to develop the observer or witness of our soul or higher self to integrate our human and ego-based mind reality and to work with our inner essence, the part that enables us to understand our spiritual and human nature so we can accept life in all its quirkiness. Deborah wrote, Once we wake up to the compassionate observer in ourselves, the part of us who worships the privilege to be in a body, alive, and to be of service to humanity, then we can move beyond our personal drama and tend to selfless acts of service in a world that needs help so badly. Our purpose on earth is to accept our humanness with an open, tender heart and evolve the species by remembering that you are a healing agent evolving for all of us as you do your independent work of truly being yourself we all benefit. Deborah and I would have you realize, realize that at this critical tipping point in our human history, we can and must find a way to a positive future by beginning by investing time and energy into our accepting ourselves, surrendering to life's natural flow and order with love and compassion for others, and utilizing an awareness of the energies or properties of water, air, earth, and fire that most affect our personalities and behaviors so we can be balanced, highly functioning, and happy human beings. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to meet and greet authors and leaders in the field of metaphysics, science, psychology, astrology, spirituality, the healing professions, and music and the arts as we become open to efforts for success on all levels of emotional, physical, and spiritual life. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.